Let's get some insights on the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Ben Emmons, Managing Director of Global Macro Strategy at Medley Global Advisors. Ben, this is some week. You know, it's amazing because we heard from Jay Powell in a panel with uh, the IMF folks and basically saying that there could be the idea of front end loading, he talked about, the combination could be appropriate and could point to 50 basis points being on the table, right? Um, that doesn't seem to be a surprise to folks, is it? And why does the market quickly sell off so dramatically? Hey, Nicole. Uh, first of all, great to see you back live there on the New York Stock Exchange, you know. The reopening Thanks, is Ben. Here. You'll have to visit. <laughs> Thank you. It's great. It's and so I, great. Yeah, I can imagine. And I will definitely visit. I definitely want to make, make that happen. Uh, yeah, so to your question, um, it, it, it was actually no, quote, quote, known that 50 basis points was an option, but it has been telegraphed over the last sort of two months by different individual Fed members. Obviously, Ballard and Bostic being really out in front on that. A few others came along. Ultimately, the market wants to hear this from the Fed chair himself. So I think that's one reason that if they hear it from him, it's confirmed that it will happen. You get a bit of a reaction on this. But most of all, if, if 50 basis points is on the table, it does mean to the markets, particularly bond markets, that more 50 basis point increases can happen. And that's exactly what's being priced in currently. And that, I think, is affecting the equity market because if 50 is the new 25, then 75 basis points is also an option. And, and we've heard Ballard about this just about a week ago, so talking about that. So I think the market will continue to speculate on that the Fed must bring this Fed funds rate up quick to blunt inflation and then see where we go from there. I think this is why the stock market is a bit under pressure. I think Bullard is really in charge and leading the Fed's message. I mean, Bullard always seems to be the most outlandish with throwing out the biggest moves. You know, when everybody's saying 25, he's saying 50. When everybody's saying 50, he's saying maybe 75. Is he just testing the waters or you really think that the Fed listens to him? I think in this particular situation, they are listening to him. He was indeed out front and he's been like that previously and he had a completely opposite view from what we're in today five years ago and said he should keep rates much more longer at zero. But now he's more out front, but we're, we do deal with an inflation shock that, that the Fed has underestimated and they are coming around on this. And therefore he's indeed leading the total charge and there's others coming along with him, right, with, with Ballard. So I think that Powell, I, I, I kind of sense from him in his commentary in an IMF panel yesterday that he's endorsing this trajectory that Ballard has in mind, which really means that you want to bring the Fed funds rate up not to 2% this year, but more to 3%. And we're not fully priced for that yet in the bond market. So my view on this is this is why yields are likely going to continue to go up a bit further from here as Ballard continues to lead that charge in the FOMC. Yeah, and you know, it's been a tough go of it if you're an investor. I mean, if you had large cap growth, you're losing out. If you had a portfolio, you know, sort of 60, 40 still, not so great. Um, at this point now, the S&P 500 is back to the levels that we saw last summer. Um, you know, and we're, NASDAQ is the lowest since March. So it is a tough go of it for investors. I mean, what are you thinking? What do you tell investors at this point? Yeah, if you think of the index, it clearly is not the year to be index oriented. You have to be more, let's say, equal weighted. 
because of yeah the effect of interest rates that it has on on big growth uh, growth tech and growth large cap names you know so 50 50 weighted but I, as you've known me for a while now, I've been really bullish on this reopening. You highlighted with the intro of the segment, the airlines are getting upgraded. That's been a call I've had now for a while, that that is a sector that can actually outperform. There's still ongoing um, upside momentum for materials and energy because the shock out of Ukraine is by far not abated. So big oil actually has lacked oil services quite a bit. I think there's an opportunity. And then it, it still is an economy that's not really materially weak. So on the consumer discretionary side, there remains, I think, individual places you can do. So stay 50-50 weighted with defense and offense. I think you can outperform the S&P for the time being. Right. So you have to have some sort of balance there. I mean, that being said, today there's nowhere to hide because every single sector is in the red. And, you know, it's going to be, what, the third weekly loss for stocks overall. I mean, healthcare materials. Communication services, financials are the biggest losers in today's market. How about home builders and what's going on with homes as mortgage rates are on the rise? There's still a lot of optimism in many cases that housing demand is real, but will prices come down? Home builders are worried about not having lands, paying more for labor, supply chain issues, and inflation for, for materials. Yeah, and those are all the issues in that sector that are plaguing the, the, maybe the performance going forward. But that see that disconnect now between that home build ETF and housing starts. So that, that there is demand for housing clearly, and in that, that latest survey on housing, there was still a lot of optimism that that demand is not going away, no matter if rates are going to go up maybe with another 100 basis points or so. It's really that people want to have a home, maybe because of the experience of the pandemic that. You know, let a lot of people out of the cities and want, want therefore homes elsewhere. Uh, there's also migration across the United States, I think, doing that too. So a tight supplied market like that, you know, there may be somewhat individual opportunities, right? Some of these home builders like Old Brothers are so undervalued, I think they are in a position to maybe continue to have higher margins than others. And therefore, I think there's these individual uh, plays out here, even though that the home builder ETF probably will stay under pressure. When you talk about trying to have, you know, 50-50 with your investing, right, I guess a little more aggressive, a little less aggressive, where does energy fall in that play? Is it a good investment? So, yeah, I, I, we, we do think that it is because the tightness of the physical market is so enormous. And the fact that the two to three million, dollar, uh, million barrels of Russian oil are off the market, so to speak, and are bought by by China and India in a discount, but they're not really available to the rest of the markets, keeps that physical market in the, in the major developed economies really tight. And that gets set up again for a move in oil higher from here if we go into the summer season in particular, because it does look as everybody's traveling, everybody's out there, demand is, is not waiting for energy, right? So I think this is why oil services that have been so outperforming because of their yeah, broader broader focus on energy. The old big oil companies have lacked that, and I think that gap could maybe close someone. That's, I think, an opportunity for big oil companies, U.S. and Europe to outperform. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, then, you know, just final quick thought, Ben, um, in a big picture way. You know what, you're ultimately optimistic because when we have these kinds of jitters and the VIX is moving higher, we're waiting on the Fed and we're in the middle of earnings season and we have a war going on, right? Um, 
Sometimes, some days, you start to say, well, it doesn't feel so great, right? Every single sector is in the red today. But if you look back in history, we're higher. We're higher than years ago when you look over decade, over decade, over decade. I mean, I still have my Dow 10,000 hat. You know, I remember when the Dow hit 10,000 the first time, not the second time. Um, so ultimately, are you still saying higher? Yeah, ultimately you do. You know, the economy, it, it may need to slow down, and hopefully not a recession, but at least a temporarily sort of mild contraction, really because inflation has to come down. That's the objective of the Fed. But that leads again to opportunity, right? The, the, the boost that we gave to the economy during the pandemic was so enormous. I think that that has been underestimated by, by many people at the start. And that, I think, is not over yet. There's still much more to come from it. If you shut off the economy, $22 trillion, turn it back on, plus you add another trillion, $10 trillion on top, you cannot really see the stock market going into a major bear market like we saw in the 70s. It's more like a milder traction that we've seen so far this year, like a yeah, 10 15% correction. So higher still from here. Uh, ben, nice to see you. Ben Ammons, Medley Global Advisors. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Nicole.